0: today's episode is sponsored by our premium wix templates if you're totally stumped on how to build your own website but can't afford to hire a designer that does not mean that you should skip out on the important things in the process like professional design sales formula copywriting and search engine optimization our premium wix website templates are created with marketing and sales in mind and the best part is that you can have a professional-looking and functional website in just under 24 hours our website templates are completely stress-free they're easy to use so that means no Photoshop or coding required they are designed to convert based on our signature homepage formula and they are ready to launch as soon as you are done designing So if you want to check this out, get it at mbmagency.com forward slash shop and use the discount code mindset to get 30% off. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited about today's episode. Today I have Ryan Mason with us today. We will be talking all about leveraging your personal brand to build your business. Ryan has recently been named by Yahoo as one of the top 12 entrepreneurs to watch in 2020, and he is also the savvy founder and CEO behind Lux Brand, which is America's leading luxury shoelace provider, and he is also the owner of BizBuzz, which provides integrated marketing automation software and services to over 250 small and medium-sized businesses. And his shoelace brand has been featured on Good Morning America, NFL Network, Foot Locker stores, and is on over 30 athletes and celebrities. So Ryan is known as a disruptive force with an eye for setting new standards of excellence, and he never shies away from the opportunity to tackle new and interesting challenges. Ryan believes that people, process, and platform are the key elements to building a powerful business, and he is here to share the benefits of that approach with others. So with that, Ryan, welcome to the podcast.
1: Maria, thank you so much. I'm super excited to be able to just share my story and, and also educate your community.
0: Yeah, I am so excited. We chatted a little bit before we started recording and I feel like, I, and I researched you a little bit before we began. Your story sounds so interesting. Um, I am like so, so excited to hear about it. So before we get into the personal branding, Tell me about your business journey and how did you get to where you are today?
1: Yeah, so it actually all started um back in high school. <laughs> so my biggest dream was to go on and play professional football like my father. Mm. So my father actually played for the Green Bay Packers. He was a running back.
0: Oh, cool. I joke, I
1: joke with him all the time because I was a defensive player and we argue a lot. Just about, <laughs> that, just about that alone. But basically, um it goes back to, to then, you know, one of the biggest things for me was, you know, he always told me to perform and obviously for me trying to get to the next stage and also go on to maybe a top division one school like Alabama or Mm -hmm. Auburn. Um, I had to do that. And that is exactly what I did. Um, I was very fortunate enough to break a couple of records, um, for tackles and and tackles in a season, single game, as well as um, this overall in four years. So I did that. But also, um, God has some other things planned for me. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. So basically, you know, upon performing, I remember I would actually go to just different camps and and I would be looking down at the, like at the press box watching one of the guys like, you know, do drills and stuff like that. And I would look at it and I would look at my watch and look at the time and figure out, you know, hey, I can do this and I can do it way better. I can't wait to go down there. And mm-hmm, then I would mm-hmm. go down there and stand next to him and they would l- literally be about six <laughs> five, And here I am 5'11". Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, but basically, you know, from there, um, a lot of the bigger schools turned me down and basically they, they said I was undersized uh-huh. and this was a really big thing for me because I was the guy always working extremely hard and always literally just, just, just going, going mm-hmm. and, and giving the effort and, and, mm-hmm. I was fortunate enough, I came out of that and I I thought it was the worst thing ever, but I came out of that and was fortunate enough to get a scholarship offer to the University of North Alabama. Um, So I went there and that was actually the only scholarship offer I had. So, you know, just I'm just super grateful because that happened to be uh, one of the biggest things or one of the best things that ever happened. You know, so basically here I am um, at school playing football on a scholarship and I have these big aspirations and about two to three years into that I realized that this is not working out you know I was Mm -hmm. running up against some politic uh, political things and you know just a lot of things just were not working in my favor so for me in my head I was like well you know I'm spending so much time and so much energy into you know football and, Mm -hmm. and I'm And I don't know if you know about this, but basically, you're waking up at five in the morning. You're going to workouts. You are literally rolling out the bed to get the workouts on time. And after that, eight o'clock, you got classes that start. And after eight o'clock, you know, maybe you're in class to maybe twelve, and then you get about fifteen or twenty minutes to eat your stuff in your face, and you're trying to make it to, you know, the next class or meetings. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. then you go into meetings, and for the next hour, you're you're sitting there, you're learning about football, and Basically, after that, you are on the field for practice, and before you know it, it's six o'clock at night, and you're beat up, you're tired, you are, you know, just just bruised completely mm-hmm, from top mm-hmm. to bottom. And then I got to study for a big test I got the next day. Yeah. So all of that focus, you know, I I feel like I could maybe transition it to somewhere else and. And that's kind of what I did. I I eventually had to let go of a full scholarship and I did that three years in. And basically, you know, for me, the big thing is I thought I was going to be labeled as a failure or, you Mm -hmm. know, I thought my family was going to disown me. And after a long story, I kind of ended up getting over that and leaving that scholarship. And that's when I started into business, which started off with Lux Brand, which is basically the leading luxury shoelace provider. Um, in the u.s
0: love it um gosh like you talking about that that is building such good work ethic i think from such young age and i mean i obviously don't have experience with that but my husband i i've been watching with him i think it's on netflix i don't know if you've heard of i forget what the show is called but it's about college football they're not they're practicing to go to like the D1 schools, but they're, I think like a community college. Do you know what show I'm talking about?
1: Yeah, I think, I think I do.
0: I forget what it's called, but they, they, yeah, they show them in the morning and like everything they explain this whole schedule. I remember watching, I'm like, dang, these kids really have like such good work ethic to be the top. And I'm thinking, I think that, that is building up for business. That is so good because you need that work ethic to get something up and started,
1: Right.
0: Um, to have that discipline that is so good, so how did you get into you know Lux brand? How did you kind of upstart it? What were your challenges with
1: that? right, right, so it was actually a means to an end for me okay. <laughs> I needed a way to convince my parents and <laughs> friends that I was not crazy about thinking about leaving a scholarship, so mm-hmm. I needed to figure out a plan B and possibly a plan c and yeah. <laughs> that's that's what it happened to be, right. Um, but basically I went home for a Christmas break and, you know, I said, I need to do something. So I I found a guy on Instagram and basically he would take apart exotic shoes and, or regular shoes, sorry, and make them exotic. So he would use like Italian lambskin, suede, python, and all these other exotic leathers. And he would really recreate his own shoe. So from there, um, you know, I had this idea, like, maybe this is something I can do, you know, it's, yeah. I felt like, you know, I didn't want to draw on shoes, I feel like a lot of people can do that, so maybe, maybe I could do something else, um, mm-hmm. a little different, and basically, you know, or, you know, from that burning desire not to be seen as a failure, that's kind of what yeah. I started working on, <laughs> yeah. um, so here I am, you know, sitting down, and my brother's playing video games, and I'm I'm at home for Christmas break, still on a scholarship, and, I'm cutting up a shoe. And it was an Air Force One to be exact. <laughs> wow. And from there, um, you know, obviously my brother's looking at me like I'm crazy. Uh, my mom and dad are walking in the room, just kind of like looking, staring for a second, and then, t- you know, walking away. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I'm sure they thought it was a project or something for for school. But from there, you know, I, I had an idea. And that was, you know, how can I increase the value of the shoe? And mm-hmm. that was with luxury shoelaces. So basically, I I started working on that. And that kind of led me to really, really just investing in myself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I remember the first time I I bought my first gold leather hat. And here I am, I knew nothing at all about (laughs) leather, um, period, (laughs) Mm -hmm, (laughs) like at all. mm -hmm. So for me, you know, for me to just spend that $300 and say, okay, I'm gonna buy this and I'm gonna try this. And you know, that was the big, that was a big step for me. And when it started to slowly unravel, I became more and more interested and I became more and more focused. And that's when I was able to really start to grow um, and build Lux brand.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very cool. How did you get into BizBuzz?
1: Right. So If we fast forward a little bit after I started Lux Brand, um, I I had left the scholarship, which is the next milestone here. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. from there, I started to get a little traction from Lux Brand. Um, One of the first big things that happened was we were we we received a placement with kevin gates so basically we put shoelaces on him and he took pictures and he loved it and basically from there i started to get a small little pieces of traction Mm -hmm. so being in a small area um which is florence alabama to be exact okay i basically had a lot of local businesses reaching out to me i had a ton of them and here i am 22 you know years old or maybe 23 and i'm doing everything that i can to you know capture the new york market or mm-hmm. the california market i'm doing creative things i'm i'm doing untraditional things which mm-hmm. is what really really mattered. and now the next thing you know is i'm talking to you know local business owners who have been running businesses for 30 and 40 years and I'm expressing with them some of the things that I've done and they are mind blown. Yeah. <laughs> they are what like, year oh, was this? Goodness. I'm curious. Um, this was probably around 2016.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, cool. 20,
1: okay. Yeah. Around 2016. And basically, you know, I'm, I, some of those tactics and some of those things that I was doing was basically, you know, for them out of the ordinary, but that yeah. was the golden part because yeah. it was working and it was untraditional and it was going to put them in a box Completely separate from the other local businesses right down the street. Mm-hmm. So basically, that was the beginning of BizBuzz when I realized, you know, hey, I could actually, I actually know some things. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I have some some valuable advice to give. And basically, from there, you know, I started to really, really dive into what those businesses really needed. Um, one thing that I really n- noticed was, and I didn't realize this until later on, but some of those same challenges that they were going to, I had experienced it in some form or fashion growing mm-hmm. up.
0: Mm-hmm. My
1: father, he had a local business. Okay. My grandfather, my uncle, and also all five of my grandfather's brothers, yeah. all separate local businesses. And I didn't really realize this, but at the time when growing up, I would go and help my grandfather out, or help my dad out, or help my uncle out. So I would experience some of the things that they were doing, um, and I would ex- experience also some of the troubles that they were having. So I, I really understood, you know, that that scope, and it was kind of a natural fit. Mhm.
0: Mm-hmm. I I love this story because especially how you're saying you're young out of college and helping these, you know, business owners who have been in there for a long time, because I think it's important to know, because I've had conversations with people who are in their early, early twenties and mm-hmm. they are scared of telling their age. Even I, like I'll say I'm a young, right. younger business owner. And I would never say my age to anybody because I felt so mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm young. What did I yeah. know? But with the younger generation now, like, And working together with the older generation, it's so cool because they're so stuck in a certain way of doing business, Mm -hmm. you know, a certain way when they, when someone new comes in with a new idea, um, it's just so amazing to see them grow and then be so excited and learn. And I just wanted to point that out because it's like, it doesn't matter what age you are. And I love your story because you can really (laughs) grow something and succeed Mm -hmm. with it from the very beginning. I love,
1: and that's you know, the second that you realize how to use that as the advantage, the Mm -hmm. second you will really start to grow. One of the biggest things that I've always kind of thought about, you know, for one, I'm I'm young, we we have energy, you know, and and we have in most cases we got time and not too many responsibilities, right? Yeah. (laughs) In, In a lot of cases, you know, but. The biggest thing here is you know there are so many things that you can do to build up your influence mm-hmm, on people. Mm-hmm. i mean and it could be small things you know one of the biggest things that I, one of the bigger things that i've done here recently and and uh, you, you, all of it kind of works together so you sometimes you can't pinpoint exactly what it was but basically i you know i, I focused on linkedin mm-hmm. i was I didn't, I understand, I understood, you know, building a personal brand was important, but I didn't really understand to this magnitude. And when I started to get a glimpse, basically, I realized I need to build my LinkedIn presence. You know, um, I had already done a lot of work to build my Instagram presence, but Mm -hmm. my LinkedIn presence was a different market. It was a professional market. And what I did was basically I, I figured out how to start, you know, leveraging or asking people to, you know, or recommending people and, they would recommend me back, you know, Mm -hmm. little small things like that to help you build authority in your industry. Um, Some of the things as well as, you know, maybe creating a topic wheel. So basically what I've done is there's something we teach and this is actually in my book um, Mm -hmm. that's going to be releasing, but basically, you know, I like to get three, three topics um, that are personal. And then also combine that with three topics that are um, professional Okay. Or business oriented, right? Yeah,
0: tell me a little bit about
1: that. Yeah. So if you have those those topics, right? You got for me, for example, I talk about I may talk about entrepreneurship. I may talk mm-hmm. about digital marketing. I may talk about, you know, finding your Zen, which is finding your balance in life. I may talk about sports and entertainment just because of my background. I may mm-hmm. talk about generational wealth. So those are some different things that are in my topic wheel, and basically, there's a couple of things that I can do to build authority in those areas And, and the crazy part about it is, in some cases we're already doing it. We just haven't figured out how to leverage it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right So what I would do is out of these six topics, you have basically figureheads. So for each topic, you have three figureheads, and these are really important people who define. That topic. Okay. So, entrepreneurship for me, I may have Gary Vaynerchuk in Mm -hmm. there. Okay. Um, And, you know, digital marketing, I may have Neil Patel or Dennis Yu in there. Right. Mm -hmm. So, basically, what I can do to generate that influence is I can go and actually interview those people. um, And it could be literally one question, but I could capture it on video. And basically, you know, for me, talking about very specific topics and You know, creating content with them, but also creating content around them, what Mm -hmm. you'll see is people will start to associate you with those topics. And in your circle, the people who are seeing you and seeing your content, based off of the type of content you're creating, they will start to see you and associate you as that expert. I
0: love that. (laughs) So this is a good, I think, transition kind of going into personal branding, right? So before we really get into the like the deep dive into it. I wanted to ask you, Mm -hmm. how have you been able to leverage your personal brand for your business? And can you give me some examples?
1: Sure, sure. So leveraging your personal brand to build your business is is something I I feel like is so important, okay? And for me, it's all about building that authority, all right? Mm -hmm. And that Mm -hmm. establish yourself as an expert in whatever field it is that you wanna be in, okay? And some of the topics uh, or some of the ways to actually do that is, you know, obviously the topic with is one of the very foundational pieces, but also, you know, making sure you're, you're actually creating what type of content you're creating. So what we like to do is we talk about the why, how, and what. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So basically you need to, basically you need to find, you need to figure out ways to help people know who you are like you trust you, and then once you do that, they'll do business with you. Okay, so everyone has a story, and that's where it always starts. You got to find ways for people to connect with you through your story. Story. This is what I'm doing mm-hmm. now, right? Yeah, yeah. Um. So that is the first stage, right? There, there has to be a connection. It's like you know, going to a, a bar or something, and and you know, expecting to to you know go to the next step and for them to be your boyfriend or girlfriend right then and (laughs) there, it doesn't work like that. (laughs) You have to build it up. Right. So uh, basically the why is creating one minute videos of you telling your story or a specific time in your life that basically has led you to where you are. Okay. Mm -hmm. The next stage is the how, and basically the how is quick one minute videos of you sharing your expertise. Or you being educational, right? So for me, that could be me educating on those topics from the topic wheel, right? Yeah. So I could be educating people on generational wealth, or entrepreneurship, or some of my vulnerable moments, which is what I literally I encourage everyone to do because you know we don't want to sit here and act like we're our, we are we've had it all figured out. Yeah.
0: People want to
1: see the real story. They want to see the real you, right? So.
0: Yeah.
1: Um the how is basically showing that expertise. Okay. And that's going to get them to like you and trust you. Okay? Mm-hmm. And then after you have done that, you have the what, which is basically the offer. Got it. So, you know, that could be a story just connecting all of it, you know, letting people know that, Hey, I understand where you are. I understand what you're going through. I uh, hear some things that I have known to be very successful with me helping people like you. And here's what I have to offer you. Super simple. Yeah. You know, that's a way that you can basically funnel people down into um, basically doing business with you. Um, but it's all a strategy. It's all about connecting with them. It's all about getting them to, to like you and then trust you and then offering so it's jab jab right hook right
0: (laughs) (laughs) i love it so why the uh, video of telling them your story the how is showing your expertise the what is the offer i love that that is so simple to remember and so easy to kind of like you know easy to implement but i do have one question for you this is something that i know i've ran into Mm -hmm. myself in the beginning i I've talking to other people you know sharing expertise i can go up you know you can kind of you're in your zone Sharing your offer, no problem. Mm-hmm. However, sharing the personal story, I feel like people, sometimes I feel like people can get into it and they go, you know, they go all the way. Or some mm-hmm. people, which really I feel like I struggled with this in the beginning, right. is sharing the personal story, being vulnerable, opening up. That is so, so scary. Like, what That's do you tough. say to people um, when they feel that way?
1: Yeah, it, it is a tough thing, you know, and a lot of people, Get stuck on just the part of creating a video of themselves.
0: Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> Getting know, on camera. Yeah. Right, right.
1: <laughs> but but the thing is, you know, with, with all of that, the, the best video and the best story is the one you tell. Mm-hmm. So you got to start somewhere. And as you grow, you're going to have more and more stories. Um, some of the things that I did was I, I wrote it down. I wrote the different parts of my life where I was happy, where I was sad, and I figured out, you know, hey, well, how does this tie together? And I had, there I had 10 different stories, you know? (laughs) So basically I I would start there um, and I would just make sure you understand though that it doesn't have to be this, oh my God, this heartfelt story that is going to make somebody just start crying immediately. (laughs) It does not have to be that, right? Um, It can literally just be a simple time in your life where, you know, maybe you were vulnerable or maybe you, you know, you thought something was going to uh, work this way or maybe you experienced something. Mm-hmm. Um, it does not have to be, you know, someone, a tearjerker. Yeah, yeah,
0: basically. yeah. It's just some something that people can at least, like relate with, right? Right, right. I like it. So. Do you post your videos? This is like technical questions. This is, I love Mm -hmm. these (laughs) because, um, do you post it on the feed? Do you post it on the story? Um, specifically with Instagram, I guess this question. Mm -hmm. Um, and how do you do, uh, what's the word? Differentiate. Gosh, I can't see. Yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) Um, with what you post on (laughs) this,
0: on the story and the feed.
1: Yeah, so I would, I encourage you to post it everywhere. Um, okay. You know, my, my strategy here is, you know, obviously you don't want to focus. I don't think you should focus equally on every single platform. You Mm -hmm. have one or two platforms that you normally start off with and you work on building those. Mm -hmm. And those are kind of, usually they become your main platforms and then you kind of venture on into some of those other platforms. Uh, but yes, I would post it, you know, in your story, I would post it on IGTV. You know, if you want to go in depth about something, I would, um, you know, I encourage you to post it, you know, and on other social media channels as well, even LinkedIn, you know, because you got to think about this In each channel, there's, there's people and there's people with stories. There's people who are going through things that aren't showing it. You know, you may think that someone basically is living the life, but I guarantee you they're dealing with something. Mm -hmm. They may just be doing a really good job at hiding it. And you just never know how you can help those people out. Yeah. Or connect with those people.
0: Yeah, that is true. And you never know, like, whose attention you're going to grasp, you know, when you tell certain stories. I definitely, you know, I definitely respect the people that I follow that I look up to. And they tell a vulnerable story. You're like, wow, you're a real person. Right, exactly. Um, exactly. So I wanted to go in and talk about your $1 per day technique. Tell right. me a little bit about that, how people can grow their, um, their reach.
1: Right. So first things first, and, and we go over kind of all of this in the book, but basically mm-hmm. um, the first things first is it's a dollar a day. Okay. So what that is, is basically taking those one minute videos and boosting those videos mm-hmm. All right on Facebook um, or Instagram. So basically, you know, they uh, Instagram is, or Facebook owns Instagram. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But basically taking those videos, boosting them for a dollar a day, and figuring out which of those videos is getting the most engagement and, or interactions or impressions, and basically applying more money to it later on, okay? Got it. So the the purpose of boosting the post is basically to, Take something the way that social media works is there's algorithms, and when you have a piece of content that is overperforming the rest, you're naturally going to see that being pushed more by the algorithm. That's how it works, Mm -hmm. right? So, when you find a post or when you post something and you see that it's outperforming um, some of the other posts that you've posted in the past, go ahead and boost it, okay? Right? Go ahead and boost it to you know the different audiences and see how far it can go for literally seven days. So we're talking about $7 per video. Okay. Wow, yeah. and you definitely want to keep, you know, boosting posts because there's a layering technique that basically you may have a video going Let's just say if you had a video uh, going out every two days, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you want to boost those posts. And once you get to about nine different videos, which are the why, how, and what, basically you can actually start to see the data and you can actually start to understand what, Um, my audience likes the most and what they don't like the most.
0: So I I love that. So I got to say, we definitely talk about Instagram, Instagram tips quite a lot on the show. And Mm -hmm. I have not heard this (laughs) technique yet. So I I love it. It's, you know, something new that we're hearing. Okay, so I got it. I'm like, let me think. So what kind of results have you seen with this one? And then I'm going to uh, swing in another question real quick. Do you boost it to your own audience or do you boost it to reach new audiences?
1: Right. Um, So the first question was the, what what kind of results have you seen? Oh yeah. The results. Okay. So um, yes. So basically what happens here is this makes it 10 times easier, especially for our clients Um, Mm -hmm. because what happens is we already know what the audience and, and what the market is, what they like and what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Because we've already done the preliminary research to gather some data to understand, okay, well this video or these two videos were better than these other two videos. Mm-hmm. So we're literally just taking what is already working and amplifying it. Yeah. So that's the beauty of the dollar a day technique. Um, and, you know, based off of the, the, the next thing is, um, Basically you want to make sure that you are, you know, obviously you you're you're capturing those stories, but you're doing it and you're you're setting the hook right off the bat. So once you set the hook right off the bat within the first six seconds, then you can capture someone's attention. Mm-hmm. So what this may look like is once you have a full-blown strategy going, what this may look like is, you know, you have a y, you have your y videos that are going out and they're being boosted, right? Well, basically. Once you see those why videos um, getting watched in a certain, for, for a certain period of time, let's just say if they watch half the video, then those mm-hmm. funnel into the next stage of the f- sequence or the funnel, which Got is the, the how videos. And once those have you know, gotten a certain engagement and then also they have been watched more than a certain period of time, then they funnel into the what. So now you're just retargeting, 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 and they're getting to know you in the whole entire process of doing that
0: got it i got it and it just makes so much sense i love the why how and what because first you're getting them with some sort of personal story you're getting them connected then you're showing them okay i actually know what i'm talking about and then you're like bam here's my offer
1: <laughs> right.
0: right um so what do you see does best when you boost these obviously i'm hearing video probably over regular posts right absolutely What kind of in the videos you're saying the very, the very first really needs to capture their attention. What do you like to focus on within the first few seconds?
1: Um, Usually they start off. That's a really good question, by the way, but usually they start off with when I was blank or, Mm. you know, pinpointing some other previous point in their life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's what we've kind of taught. And that's what we've seen to work is when I was blank one of my friends, uh, Mitchell Slater, he basically did a video and he was talking about basically when he was, I think about six years old, maybe six to eight, one of those years. But basically it started off was when I was six or when I was eight, uh, he basically started selling gum and mm-hmm. he got his first two you know, quarters for the gum. <laughs> he yeah. was super excited. And but it's a it's a really good story, you know, and it's, he's captured it in literally one minute. But basically, the very first piece or the first six seconds is what is most important.
0: God. And then, do you do you put like captions on the video? Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. So um, now, it really depends. So you don't really necessarily have to. I, I- think it's better to have the captions for, for one. Yes, you always want to put captions, but also there's a way to do it, right? So I wouldn't put your brand all over it on the why Mm -hmm, videos. mm -hmm. You know, I would probably put some of the brand on the how videos and definitely the what videos. Okay. Because you don't want to seem like you are, you know, just being overly aggressive early on. Mm -hmm. Um, The purpose is not about you. I mean, the goal is not not about you. It's about the audience. You want to help them and you want to help tell a story that they resonate with.
0: Mm hmm. That makes sense. So kind of uh, going into my last questions for personal branding. So I'm a sucker for Instagram stories. So I just got to ask you Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um, when you're showing on stories, I'm assuming you're going through the why, how and what. But are you also showing, you know, glimpses and pieces of your life, like showing a
1: lifestyle? Absolutely. So that goes back to the purpose of the topic wheel. Mm hmm. Because you have different types of content, you have content that you can obviously set it and forget it, um, mm-hmm. and scheduled to go out, um, and then also you have content that may come out because of some something that happens in the market or something that happens, you know, in the world. Mm-hmm. But basically, based off of your topic wheel, you know, we got to think about this. People don't go to social media to go and, uh, you know, look at some educational video. Yeah. In most cases, they don't. Right. They go on there because they want some entertainment. <laughs> yeah. So it's important to mix up that content. And it's important also to sometimes make that content broad. When you, want, when you run ads behind it, you want to make it specific. Mm-hmm. But, and when, when you're talking about just posting regularly, mm-hmm. you want to make sure that you're mixing up that content um, and you're showing your you know, whatever that the personal topics are mm-hmm. and, and content around those topics.
0: Got it. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, And before we go, tell me a little bit about your book that is coming out.
1: Absolutely. So basically everything that I've learned um, from Good Morning America, NFL Network, Foot Locker Stores, major placements, um, and also 200 of our different clients that are using our software. Basically, I have brain dumped all (laughs) of this stuff into this book. Okay. So I believe in people process and platform, okay mm-hmm. So the platform is basically well let, let me give you a, a little context before all of this, but the right people follow a very distinct and defined process mm-hmm. and they use a platform to do it at scale, right yep. So in my head it didn't make sense for me to just create a, a platform without giving the process mm-hmm. right? So basically I've dumped this process and it, it goes into six phases so we got plumbing which is you know setting up your analytics and tracking so that when you do start to grow you can you understand where every additional ounce of you know ad spend or mm-hmm. budget can mm-hmm. go on um, to be the most effective then it goes into goals uh content targeting and then amplification and optimization so throughout that book it's about 80 pages but throughout that book it's going to talk teach you the dollar a day the why how and what of uh, the types of content to create the how to define your audiences, how to amplify or get those mentions, package it together and amplify it. And then also how to optimize it so that you're making the best use of your spend. Gosh. So it's called the digital playbook. All right. Digital Secrets playbook. To, yep. Secrets to building repeatable revenue.
0: Love it. This sounds so, so good for any business owner, any marketer that is going, you know, Right. owning a business or helping, like you said, like being the main marketer of that business. This that looks so good. I definitely need to get myself a copy. Um, we'll mm-hmm. include the <laughs> link in the podcast show notes. Uh, okay, yeah, so, so where I do, have people... a, oh, I do have? Oh, go ahead. I do
1: have, it is, so right now, it's gonna be released in November, but I do have an early access list. Awesome. So, so you can actually go right away and, and sign up for it. And basically, you'll hear back from me once that, um, early access is actually granted. So basically from there, you'll be able to purchase it for literally $1. Oh my
0: gosh. That is amazing. Yeah. People, right. you guys got to get on this list. Right.
1: So yeah, the price is definitely going to go up, but $1, Um, you know, once you get put on the list and basically, you know, I'm just excited to share my knowledge and my expertise with people.
0: Yeah. It looks so, so good. So where can people connect with you online?
1: Right. So, First and foremost, Instagram, that's my main channel. Um, My Instagram at handle is at the great underscore Mason. Now, uh, if you want, if you're looking for business, you know, related things, then Mm -hmm. you can, my Instagram shows that, but also you can go to RyanDMason.com. There's a few things you can do when you get there. All right. First, in the top right hand corner, you will see get started for free. And that'll take you over to BizBuzz, where basically you can basically use our marketing management and automation software you can get mm-hmm. started for free there uh, another thing that you can do is you can scroll down to about uh, the middle of the page and you can actually um, get early access to the book nice um, so that'll be there and you'll have a, a, a nice description of what it is and what it's what it talks about and the last thing is basically if you just kind of you're tapped out you don't have enough time and you need someone to come and help you, um, and and do some of this work for you, then you can actually work with me directly. So that will be, um, one of the options on the page as well.
0: Nice. I will definitely include that in the, in the podcast show notes. You guys got to get on the list, connect with Ryan. Um, but thank you so much for spending the time and chatting with me, sharing your story and all of your knowledge with us today.
1: It's been wonderful. It's been a pleasure and I'm super excited for this to release.
0: (laughs) Awesome. If you've enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button if you haven't already and leave us a review with your main takeaways from this episode. But thanks again for joining me today and I will catch you next time on the Marketing Mindset Podcast.